When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Myself, Gary, and Anne. How are we doing, mate? Hello. Uh, episode Unlucky 13, Gary, apparently. Unlucky 13, mate. Yeah, on tour in Preston. We are. All yeah. right, we are yeah. indeed. Um, <laughs> and we've got a couple of special guests. We've got Robin. Hi, yeah. And we've got Carl as well. Hello. Um, join us for this uh, on-the-road edition of the What A Boy podcast. But uh, first and foremost, what we need to go into is obviously uh, Christian Eriksen. Um, what happened, obviously, the other day was... Horrible to see, and I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, like? fair play to Anthony Taylor and all the medical um, guys who got themselves on straight away and managed to literally save Christian Eriksen's life. It's one of those things in football that we hate to see, and I think we see it a little bit too often. You know, there's all you kind of see this maybe once a season where players are collapsing on the pitch and stuff, and. Whatever happens with him, hopefully he plays again. I'll just hope he lives a long and fruitful life. You know, um, fantastic footballer, and it it was horrific to see like that happening in such a thing that's meant to be a celebration for football with the Euros and stuff. And I just hope he gets well, and if he gets back playing again, that'll be an absolute miracle. So, um, but fair play to the referee Anthony Taylor. And all the all the medical side that gone on Simon so Kier. quickly, yeah, yeah, Simon, Simon Kier. Kier put him in the recovery position. Everyone who gone yeah. on so quickly, and and that's what we've learned, I think, through the whole, possibly the Fabrice Mamba thing, where the one sure if there was a doctor there and all that, but Denmark had a club doctor, and everyone was on so quickly, and that's that's just superb to see. And um, like I say, fingers crossed, it gets better. That minutes applause from yesterday with the Belgium and Denmark game was just. So emotional and fantastic to see. I totally one hundred percent agree with that. Um, like nice to see the game being stopped, and obviously a round of applause for like mm-hmm. what is let's be honest, Denmark's best player. Um, 
but you know the paramount is his health not it's not about football right now it's about his health and mm-hmm. fingers Gosh, crossed obviously he makes a full recovery and whatever he decides to do he decides to do i mean carl what was your thoughts on it yeah it's uh, it's it seems to be becoming more and more common sight in the game and i, I don't think it's i think maybe it's just it's been emphasized more in, in the media and scene the thing is like there will be a certain percentage of population who will have these underlying heart problems and it's it's not really anything to do with fitness. Sometimes the genetics, sometimes you know, the, it's literally no fault of your own. And um, I think the small number of professional footballs we see, you think about the hundreds and thousands of of footballs playing across the globe, and it's 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 awful to see. But I think it is just sort of the the number of people we'll see. And um, what's great is the facilities we've got inside the stadium now. They've got doctors on hand. Um, they've got defibrillators. And uh, you know it's great to see defibrillators coming up in public more. You're seeing them more and more out and about, and uh, they are such a, a, a wonderful tool. Um, I'm a, a big advocate of defibrillators myself because um, they they do save lives, and uh, yeah, there's lots of charities out there doing some great work to get them put in public places. And you know, I think anyone who saw the Christian Eriksen thing, you know, it it really should encourage them if they see these charities to to you know, donate to them so we can get these defibrillators out there for members of the public as well as the, the professional athletes out there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, obviously, I've seen on Instagram lately, everyone's sharing, like, how to obviously do CPR and stuff, which, you know, is fantastic. It's like this movement, obviously, it can save people's lives. It, it should be compulsory. It, it should totally be, agree with it. It should be everyone in the country should know how to do CPR. Basic first aid, isn't it? Basic um, first aid totally to agree. save someone's life. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 a little bit more complicated. You do need to properly do the, you know, the, the Rissociani dolls, and um, I've, I've done it in, in different roles I've had in the, the police and the RSPCA. Um, but, you know, I... I'm quite proud and happy to have that skill and I know if I'm out in the valley and I see somebody go down that I, I you know I'd hate to see it I'm happy it's so far I've never had to use it and, you know I'll be very happy if I can go the rest of my life without ever having to use it but I feel it's a skill everyone should have and um, if anyone gets the opportunity to go on a, a St John's ambulance course anywhere else and learn soft, proper CPR it's uh, it's just such a great skill to have in life you know that you could make that massive difference and save somebody's life I totally agree with that Carl I totally agree with you um yeah like you say it should, it should be like a life skill i mean robin um in, in, <laughs> there he is What's uh, to say, yeah in in the group <laughs> chat obviously in the group chat you were uh, obviously because we're all mates in the group chat you were very vocal about it not a nice thing to see oh. i mean like like what was your thoughts when you saw what, what well, i was sat guard watching it wasn't yeah. put my tv outside saw the match saw him collapse obviously i mean your initial thoughts go back to what if the last time you saw something happen like that which was obviously Fabrice Mwamba wasn't it? Bolton, it was a Bolton game wasn't it? Mark Vivian Ford before that was ah, mm-hmm. Sports, you know, yeah. and then you're the back to what like you're saying about what, whether or not he's going to play again and then you look at like I think it's Daley Blind isn't it who's got one he's got um, he's collapsed twice I think now he has against yeah. he, he played a friendly one I think he, he went down you know but now he's still playing so whether or not Christian Eriksen will still play I don't know. I mean, if he gets that, uh, I think you can get um, a defibrillator kind of built in, can't you? I think that's what they call it. Uh, I don't, I don't think yeah. he can play the full 90 minutes with it. Ah, I think well, they took him off the other day after 70 minutes. I was not 70 minutes or 30. I couldn't remember. Uh, well, Daley Blind didn't want to come off yesterday, but uh, they took him off for Nathan Aki. Ah, I don't that. think he's allowed to play the full 90 minutes due to uh, uh, health He's still played, you know, so maybe that's a testament to the uh, technology that's going around now. Kind of, you know, kind of champion defibrillators anymore you know 
to be honest, that's what eight hundred pounds for. They go eight hundred pound plus from the you know you go from there, but it's going to save somebody's life. Eight hundred like eight hundred pounds, nothing, is it? Right, exactly. Yeah, I present this question to you though. If your work turns out new tomorrow and says, would you want to take the R course? Would you? Well, I've been on one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on two. Actually, yeah. through restaurants and this, that, and the other, new old jobs, and did it and do it. And it's it's a piece of cake. Yeah, I mean I've done it as well. You, know, like. you put one pad there, one pad there. Push your button, everybody else steps back and you're, you're away and somebody else's life's being saved, as we saw that. We actually saw it live on, you know, on TV and why, however the TV dealt with it, you know, that's um, somebody else's opinion, but, you know, maybe zooming in on the fact that it was happening was a bit of a controversial yeah. moment. Zooming in on his wife wasn't Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a traumatic moment. They should have, in my opinion, they should have cut away from it and yeah. just said, look, this is what's happening. We know, we've seen it in the past, cut away from it. And do it, but the the I get why they kept it on because they didn't know. Maybe the broadcaster didn't know. Uh, but they so kept I, it I don't blame the broadcaster there. I think the broadcaster uh-huh. they've got the job. They just capture what's there. The the individual yeah, 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 outlets, you know, ITV uh-huh. or BBC, whichever one of ours who had it. I can't even remember. It's BBC. I think it was yeah, BBC. Yeah, yeah, BBC yeah, yeah. criticism. They choose what to show. Mm. Now, uh-huh. actually, um, you know, a lot of the footage could become crucial for the yeah, line yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, learning yeah. purposes yeah. and stuff like that. So. I feel if the cameras all of a sudden cut away, we'd possibly be missing lessons yeah, to be learned. Yeah, so, yeah, I feel the, the emphasis on BBC uh, at that point. I, mean, I think, I think it was big in sports, like I think Gary said the other yeah. day that they were zooming in and they kept the cameras yeah, rolling. They didn't, yeah, didn't the cut their footage. From, and he yeah. actually came back round. So mm-hmm. it's from them. But apparently, like, somewhat, apparently the, rig- yeah, the original yeah. kind of incident that happened, no one knew he collapsed because a lot of people thought he got elbowed in the face because mm. he bent down, didn't he? So a lot of people thought he got, so just thought he was knocked out. Was, which you're going to zoom on you know what I mean but there was definitely a point where they realised it was more than that and at yeah. that point they could have cut away lessons and to be learned isn't there mm, but that's where yeah. the credit goes I to mean, people like Sam Pierre and Keith Taylor they as well cutting away to a garden surely uh, no, I could have cut away some sort of highlights from the Euros in the past. Um, <laughs> even that, just, just show just, the crowd. Charlie Dimmock was playing like just, in the garden. Back, back, back to the studio. Back to the studio. That's all you need to do. Uh-huh. You go back to the studio yeah. and they say, sorry, we've cut away from that. There's, um, there's obviously something happened there. Something we'll serious. Keep, we'll yeah, keep yeah, you updated with what's going on, but we're not yeah. going to show the footage anymore because there's no benefit. I think what we've taken away from it all was very well dealt with. Having an English referee there. Fantastic, you know, and it, it did us. It, it Sky did Sky Sports dealt with the Grosjean crash much better than BBC yeah. dealt with the Grosjean uh, crash, yeah, um, the collapse. So. And um, yeah, that's that shows that it can mm. be done classily. And even if you you watch the Netflix series and um, Drive to Survive, obviously I know it's very yeah, it, it would be very easy to to show all the graphic angles and everything from the crash. And they they, they kind of did, but I, I feel um, Drive to Survive did they did a really respectful and classy job yeah, of covering yeah. both the Grosjean crash. And um, the fatal crash in F two the the season before in F two, um, they they did a really good job of it. I just think BBC didn't learn that. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just a gore factor, isn't it? Yeah. And um, we, we don't want to see it. We don't want to see players collapse. Yeah. I would say, like to summarise, it's fantastically done. Mm. I think at the end of the day, the, the officials did it, the players did it, everybody else did the job. Yeah, good done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, BBC did the right thing by cutting to different footage 
Um, but in a way, that's like a fear factor, isn't it? It's like, oh, like crap, what's actually happening yeah. there? Now? Not, not, not quick enough, enough though. Like, if you're panicked, you're going to press some buttons. So if you're going to press yeah. a button, you're going to go, oh, I wouldn't press a button back to it. Like, you, the, 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 thing, the thing is, <laughs> with, with all that, with, with like, the kind of thing, the seriousness of the situation and stuff like that, last thing you wanted, what this was at you know, 35 minutes into the game, so it's what, 25 to 9, pre watershed, stuff like that, kids watching. Some guy getting defibrillated half dead on the pitch. And especially if, see, if you were a Spurs fan and Christian Eriksen was a huge Spurs player, a lot of Spurs fans, a lot of Spurs kids would have loved Christian Eriksen. Last thing you want to see a guy prone on the floor getting defibrillated. Mounted Spurs fans who would have Christian Eriksen shirts. Obviously, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's, it's like what I think what Carl said with Roman Grosjean. It's like what happens with, with the Grand National, with everything like that. When when a horse goes down or the jockey goes down but the screen's up and on, but they never zoom in on the yeah. jockey getting injured or the horse getting euthanised yeah. and that's that was my problem with it was yeah. there was a guy there literally dying dying and I don't want to see that as much as that's that's quite damning that uh, a horse of the Grand National as much as I mean I know over in York is terrible horses do die the Grand National a horse that goes down breaks neck at the Grand National was afforded more privacy than yeah, 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 than what Christian Eriksen got. Yeah, exactly. It's and not like they don't know how to deal with something like a sudden trauma like that. And this was they the do. same they television do. company that had the Fabrice Malamba thing and did it brilliantly. Do it. So whether it was their television pictures, which we can't say because it was in a different country, but my understanding is they they come from a horse bro- the horse broadcaster but they choose what to show they yeah. can put away at any point yeah. at any point BBC BBC could have said back to the studio and they could have well that's fair that's going yeah. against what they're, being, not, they're not trapped uh, in that broadcast yeah. so yeah. maybe it's, uh, BBC should have pulled away maybe a little bit earlier on and gone right we'll just cut away and then that was yeah. that but but when's the right time? When is the right when time? When is the right when time, guys? When it becomes me, as soon as and all that, as a doctor on the pitch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. When you're you doing, know. when you're yeah, waving all. As soon as you yeah. know all that, when you know it's serious, cut the studio and. Like that's what the presenters are for. The presenters and the pundits are for that. There's a serious situation going on. We'll talk about something. We'll talk about the game or whatever. We'll try and defer away from a guy trying to get his life saved on the pitch because that's the last thing it's anyone not like it's happen. an unknown thing to happen like, like Carl said with football you know it's not like it's unknown for somebody to collapse you no. know if you see it you know you know once bitten twice right you see the guy fall Fabrice Mamba gone done the next one but the the good the good thing about it is you know they obviously post that picture on Instagram and like you, you can see that he's obviously in better spirits fantastic he's getting a pacemaker fitted um first and foremost like what comes first is his health before football I think it should have been the right thing to do personally what, yeah. cancel the Euros, yeah. No, I don't yeah. think that would have happened. See, I don't no, like, I don't think that would have happened. The maids, apparently UEFA made Denmark play the rest of the game, which yeah. shows how much the Euros would have mattered. Well, you know what I mean? There was stories emerging that Ericsson had phoned his teammates and said, mm-hmm. I want you to play, and then I think they'd been partially rubbish. Um, and Peter Schmeichel said about yeah, Kasper Schmeichel and Kasper yeah. Schmeichel said, uh, Schmeichel's come out and said they were, they were offered, you can restart the game, you can play tomorrow. Which wasn't going to be any better. Um, you, you know. saw they could have played the next day because it wasn't in a, a two o'clock kickoff. 
we're, we're still, we're still. Do you know what I mean? I know there's people in the stadium who paid the money. Yeah, I get no, that. No, it's yeah, it's it, it was doable. There's we're still in second round games. That you know we are playing third round games yeah. for the next week. It, there was plenty of time yeah. to get them games in. So in your opinion, um, should they have put it there? They shouldn't have restarted. No, they shouldn't no. have restarted. Um, How are yours? I don't think it should have restarted. No, I think I think it was never, too much. One hundred percent never restarted the game. I would have cancelled it and played it the next day. And I think the result Even the next day, two o'clock would have been a free slot. Exactly, and I do think the result of that game, although it doesn't particularly matter, really affect was affected by the Denmark players not being in the right frame of mind because one of their one of their brothers, one of their colleagues, was you know lying on a hospital bed, hopefully you know. Literally close to death. I think the other tragic thing about that result is it was a historic result. Like Finland, you yeah. actually beat them as well. Didn't it's, yeah. it's Finland's <laughs> first win in a major tournament. It's massive. It's huge, and it's always going to be overshadowed. And they they deserved it. They you know <clears> you can say Denmark players they were heads were in the right place and stuff, but Finland went out there and got the goal against the run of play, held on, held firm, didn't concede. And I think it's actually. You know, obviously the Christian Eriksen thing is the most serious element mm-hmm. here and the most yeah. upsetting. But I do feel for Finland that that, yeah. that result will it's be overshadowed. Tainted, hasn't it? It's and like yeah, and win, I, yeah, I hope Finland can get a result in one of their mm-hmm. second games to to really be remembered. Yeah, um, you know, just if, being... if they could qualify for the next round, Finland, it would be a monumental achievement. Yeah. Who they play next? Well, the um, lost, yes. the lost yeah. yesterday against was it Russia? Uh, yeah, they lost oh, one nil. So, so they've got, got Spain. No, then with Spain, they've got Belgium next. Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to be Belgium, are they? But I mean, I do agree. I do agree. What Carl's saying there, it's proper tainted their their yeah. moment, and that's that's what should have been straight away once I knew that the emergency was going on. Call the game off, play it the next day, or play it the day after, or whatever. Uh-huh. Find a way. Find a slot. Find a way of playing that game, and then we could have got over. But I think yeah. it was just, you know, it's basically what UEFA's all about, really. They haven't really got a clue. Yeah, yeah I mean, was... like the thought process behind it, like from where I was thinking, was we know he stabilised, just play the game, but he stabilised, you don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. You don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. If he stabilised a day later, then fair enough, mm. but he stabilised, don't go out and play football. Mm. I, mean, I mean, like, like literally, like, there was a lot to be learned from all of it, really. Like, from, from the television companies, need to learn a lot from what they did. Yeah. UEFA need to learn a lot from what they did. The only people who got it spot on was the referee. referee and, and, the, and, the, the, yeah, and the captain. The, the players, basically. Captain, yeah. the doctor. Who did the wall, the yeah. players did the wall yeah. to stop all that, and that was, that was amazing. Like, how can it take the... The players on the pitch and the, the referee on the pitch to do all that, and then the people you expect to do all all of the right all of things, their like right yeah. things didn't do their right things. So the companies and all that need to look, look really yeah. hard on themselves. And apparently, there was a German doctor in the crowd who did a training session with the Danish team mm. before the game. He obviously came down when he realised it was really serious. But you know what I mean. At the end of the day, like. He's, but you see that in him. you see that with Fabrice Mwamba, like luckily enough there was a, uh, a heart surgeon, wasn't yeah. there? There's a cardiologist in the in the ground. And and that's what do, does that what does that need to be at every game now? Does that need to be at every major tournament where there's something like that? Because like we say, we see we see this quite often now, which is quite they may shocking. already have that in. They may yeah. have, I'm not sure they may already it's, have it in that they have a I mean they definitely have a doctor and paramedics, mm-hmm. but they may well have a cardiologist every mm-hmm. game now. So I mean the amount of money that's in football, it's it's very doable to have a cardiologist every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's no. um, other than, you know, impact injuries, breaks, that's really the 
the real, real worry. It's a big eye opener, like isn't it? You know, mm. so it's been massive, a lot there. Massive, massive. It, it, it makes you realise. You know, makes you realise that football isn't everything. Yeah, Definitely, yeah. I mean. Um, but you know, he's alive as well. He's alive. He's alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole football world. Keep on going. Keep on going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Obviously, gonna go on to next subject uh, very quickly. Carl, you're obviously half Swedish, so Sweden want a day. Uh, yes. Uh, so I'm, um, I've got dual nationality, Swedish and English. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've yet. Well. One of my. I mean, well, no, he's playing the Sweden top. <laughs> would you? I am wearing my yellow Swedish top. I'll, I'll make change in a second. Outside his house as well. Maybe. To be but, fair, but, our but, listeners, Carl is points. half Swedish, but can. Speak Swedish. So <laughs> every Swedish person knows perfect English. Chaos fairy, that's all you need to know. <laughs> um, so yeah, as I say, I've got I've got very contrasting enough fortunes with my teams to kind of do similarly, but one of them I feel overachieves and one of them underachieves. Sweden always delivered to what they expected to do at tournaments. Third place it's um, USA ninety four, quarterfinals, last World Cup. For, for a nation of their size, and they do produce some absolute quality Who beat Sweden again at the last World Cup? Was that England? It was England, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I remember yeah. where I was when that happened as well. I remember <laughs> after the round of 16, I was, I was guaranteed the semi-final place. That's the way I looked at it. Um, but yeah, Sweden, I, I feel that people might point to the, the low possession in the Spain game. It's an absolute defensive masterclass. Now, Ask Italy why they didn't get to the World Cup. They failed to score against Sweden in two legs over the mm. playoff, and um, you know almost two hundred minutes of football. When once you've added on the injury time and stuff like that, that's that's always been Sweden's strength. Um, solid at the back, and they've always kind of had a nice flair player up front. Um, through Youngberg, Larsen, Broly, before that through Zlatan, and I'm hoping Isaac is the the latest instalment of that that we're seeing. Imagine if Isaac and Ibrahimovic were up front right now, though. Yeah, um, they'd win the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I, do, I do think on paper that's a good strike force, yeah. you know. I really I mean, do. I, I think I'll, he's actually been a good forward for us. Do you know what? There was, there was a glorious few years where Henrik Larsson was still a very good footballer and young Zlatan was mm. um, becoming a superstar. Um, I'm thinking Euro 2008. I'm thinking they, they smashed, I think it was Bulgaria. I know they're not the strongest nation, but 5 0 or 5 1 or something. And they, they just looked. Absolute superstars. I don't think there was a single team in Europe at that point who could boast a strike force of, of that level. So, um, yeah, Sweden did what they needed to do against Spain and um, frustrated them, got the draw, which is absolutely ideal because that's working on the basis Spain may well win the other two games. So you're gaining a point on the other two two nations in there. Um, got the win today, not as comfortable as I would have liked. There was a, I feel like they dominated the second half, um, got the penalty eventually and, and got the goal. Um, and you know, four points is probably enough to get you into the, into the next round with this um, this ridiculous format with lucky losers, um, <laughs> which I, I just don't agree with that. I really just don't agree with it. Like yeah. as we we discussed earlier, betted only by the Cop America four out of five teams <laughs> in each group yeah. go through. Absolute waste of competition. Um, I've I've said for a while. My theory is that um, both World Cups and European Championships, um, because you've got so much quality going deeper into nations which were never thought of before, is being able to compete at these levels. They can, um, just five five team groups. So how many unlucky losers are there? Two or four? Four, four, four out of six groups. Yeah, four from six groups. So yeah. it's, it's not six out of eight groups. Or I'm just looking at the groups That's now. That's the top two. The top two, which is the fan twelve. Uh, sorry, the final eight, which was always the. Um, how many groups is there? Eight. Tell me where. So what? A B C D E F six. 
six, and then there's four lucky losers. I think you can't make up around 16, yeah, you're right. Because he opened it up a few years ago. So team four teams from the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you lots doesn't leave leaves North Macedonia, Scotland, who we're going to lose today, Poland. That ain't a prediction. That's a spoiler. There's three. Denmark. Which is unfortunate. Mm. Turkey. He's not got like, Turkey. You'll probably get. You'll probably get three of um of the group of death: Germany, Portugal, yeah, and they'll, France. They'll you you get all three of them so going through. Which is it's all it's not going on like which makes the group scores though. It's going on like goal difference. Yeah, but makes the group of death pointless. The whole the whole brilliant yeah. thing about the group of death was, oh my god, we're going to lose uh, one of those mass ablations, but mm. we're not. We're not. I mean, looking, no. looking at the day with Sweden getting four points now, they're probably there now. Whereas we, yeah, whereas yeah. Wales who won yesterday, you're like Wales are there with one game to spare, which is what I said on our podcast previously. Yeah. Wales can now go and play Italy, who've already qualified, <clears throat> and play out on nil nil, and doesn't make for a great game because they know that a point would do Wales. <clears throat> Italy are already through. Belgium are already through, so they might put like half a team out against Russia or whatever and let Russia yeah. win. And for me, it should just be the top two, level it down, four groups, top two go in, yeah. and then you've got the final final eight who play each other, final two and all that. They're just trying to make it because well, it's more for television. Well, I can't so see why they didn't have just another nation in on each. In well, each then, mm, like yeah. so you've got, you've got um, oh. 12 going through from two from each of the six groups, so you need another four teams to go through. And another nation, another two groups, another eight nations. It's doable logistically, yeah, of easy. and it, it makes more more chance for um, nations to qualify. I mean, some of the the qualifying criteria. Let's go back to my Swedish roots. Say, Sweden missed out on the last Euros because their only crime was finishing second in a group to Germany. Yeah, and it was only like five and, teams, and then they then they drew. Portugal with an unborn Cristiano Ronaldo in the playoffs. That was their only mm-hmm. crime. Whereas there was other groups where two went through, yeah. um, where you could finish second behind a mediocre team. There's just no consistency. But, but even with, even with the zeros now, and I'm not taking anything away from Scotland, but Scotland qualified by qualifying through the Nations League. Mm. But like so, so Scotland basically qualified by playing a few friendlies. Uh, no, so they, so name know. a few name a few nations then who should have qualified who are not in the Euros right now. Now I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna say Ireland. <laughs> yeah, Ireland, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Who qualified for the last ones? Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of good teams. Bulgaria have got a good side now. You know, and, um, Iceland, Serbia. Iceland, Iceland, Serbia. What's a big four years ago? Was it four years ago? Yeah, five now. Five. So that's also in England, not Sweden, but. Well, uh, Robin, I'm going to pass this question out to you then. Yeah, obviously, good Scotland. Luck. Good luck. Uh, good luck. Uh, Scotland <laughs> obviously lost at the weekend. Uh, they did. 2-0. So right. Not at the weekend. Um, they lost 2-0. We're going into this game tonight at 8 o'clock. England versus Scotland. What do you make of Scotland's performance? <laughs> what do I think of them? I think they're going to come out fighting, shooting. They've got nothing to lose. Going it's to break a, some legs. It's a cup final. I mm. think they're going to come out swinging. That's exactly what Carl said. They're just going to come. But the thing that you're just pointing out there is they've got nothing to lose. And I said this yesterday. They haven't been in the tournament since 1998. You put yourselves as a Scottish fan now talking about England. We're going to be like, I'm going to put on my biggest, baddest team. I'm going to go They were wounded animals. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come swinging. I'm going to use everything I've got. I'm not going to keep folding on the bench. I'm not going to keep on the bench. I'm going to put all my best team. I'm going to put 
the biggest, strongest, fastest, baddest team on the they, bottom. They can win this game tonight. They're going to still if, go out if and it will still be a result for them. They're, if they're, it goes wrong, we're gonna, somebody's going to break one of Kane's legs or break an arm. Something's gonna, something could happen. That it, it could, it could happen. Yeah. Scotland are going to come out swinging. That's all mm. I'm going to say. They're going to, they're going to come out. They're going to make some damage. So if you think that, so, do you think there's a red card in this game? Well, that's a good shout. I don't know what bet three six five. I'll bet correspondent. Not a you. A lot of better companies are included as well, not just bet three six five. To be fair, Scotland have got nothing to lose. They're going to come out swinging. They actually are going to make some damage. First goal's massive. They don't like the English as much as we dislike them. You know what I mean? They, I don't mind the Scottish. They, they the can't stand us. They can't yeah. stand us. That's, yeah. that's their problem, not my problem. I, mean, I will say on your point of nothing to lose, and I know that we've had in our WhatsApp chat that goes where they said they've got everything to lose, but if you look at that, the word meant to qualify, and no one's expecting them to qualify for the next round, even though we predicted that they might, but no one's yeah. like kind of expecting They have They are literally coming to this game with absolutely nothing to lose. If they lose today, if they lose today, they could beat Croatia and still qualify. So today is their bonus game. This is their cup final. They're going to Wembley. Last time they were at Wembley, they beat England. So they're like... They broke the crossbars. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. uh, Don Hutchinson with a a looping header in, in, I think it was 98 or whatever it was. They will be 100% up for this. And there's a lot of Scotland fans have travelled down who are going to be in Trafalgar and all that. They're not going to save players. They're not going to rest... Players. Absolutely not. No, we are going to rest players because we think Today? this is a formality. Oh, yeah. I think no, we're going to change it up because we beat. We're, we're, we're bringing in Sean James. Yeah, Sean and James are in for uh, Trippier yeah. and um, Walker, which I would have done actually. In, I would have done know, that on paper and all that. The thing is, England have got strength throughout the squad. We can't weaken it that much. We can make changes. Yeah. They're still absolutely top quality. They players. are. Scotland are going to be their peak. What do you what do you expect a Scottish guy to be? You're going to see. Level them on the pitch, going full force. I'd be really surprised it. if we don't see Shea Adams. If we don't see a red card, yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised. See, That's for me, for me, like, I'm gonna put the bet on actually. For me, this is obviously <laughs> where we disagree. Like, I do think they've got everything to lose. They've got the best team they've had in so long. What are they they've got, they've got a midfield arsenal of John McGinn, uh-huh. Scott McTominay, Billy Gilmore's upcoming. Cheer Adams, so what Andy got, Robertson, Kieran Tierney. But they can lose today. They can lose tonight, right? And beat Croatia by a good, by Four. a good safety safe to beat Croatia two or three nil. They can still qualify with three points. And I'd love to That's see what them I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They've got absolutely nothing to lose. I'm looking at their team tonight. They've gone two up front, so they've gone with Tierney. Tierney's back in Robertson. I mean Robertson against James. What a what a like one on one that's going to be. Dykes and Adams up front, so they're going to try and. Try and win the mid, try and win the forward battle with uh, Mings, who was quite mm-hmm. error prone. Uh, Gilmore, McGinn, McGregor, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle. So Tomine's playing playing centre back for them. Who's playing in goal? So um, Marshall. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's it's a shoot from everywhere. But but no, even if Scotland, and that's that's the the kind of what what Carl put on the kind of thing about the Euros that's a bit stuck. If Scotland lose tonight by any other kind of recommends, they should be out. Yeah. But could still qualify if they beat Croatia by a swing. So say if they beat Croatia, uh-huh. and then the because the Czechs because Croatia and the Czechs drew one one. If they beat Croatia, they qualify. They they qualified. So Scotland tonight golden, is a non. They cannot lose anything tonight by getting beaten of England. So they're going to go out there one hundred percent fully blooded and all that. So it's. It's not going to be, I know everyone's like going to be saying, oh, England should win 5-6, no, no. It is never, ever going to be that. If it's an eight to derby game, 
which Derby's never finished five, six, seven, they're oh. once in a blue moon. They finish like, you know, like Man, Man City beat Man United six nil or whatever. It's always a close game. Tonight will be blood and thunder. Everyone who knows everyone, really, because the majority of Scotland players play in the Premier League, so they know all the England players. Mm. It's going to be a very, very close four game and a blood and thunder game. I do expect England to win, but I really don't think it'll be... Do you not think, though, that, like, you looking at it on the outset and go, England versus Scotland. England, um, Scotland are going to put out their finest team, big, strongest uh, team, blah, blah, blah. England going to rest. No, wait, well, so no, that, no, that's the, the outside. They've, 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 rested, yeah, they've, yeah. they've rested the right back and the left back, so they've, they've changed but that. Why? Which because we're expected to go. Up but I would England can rest all eleven players, and they still head to head would be best. Should be, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that I wouldn't be the case, though, because you know Scotland. I must admit now, looking at the England team, yeah. I would always play a left-sided player's left back, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't have done the first game of Trippier playing. Now I'd play Trippier right back. Because Trippier, for me, is probably the best England right back won the league at Atletico and all But do you think he's done the right thing there? He's he's going to put he's expecting there that Robertson's going to bomb for for Scotland, so he's going to put England's fastest right back there. Which, to be fair, is the right thing to do. And he's going to put Luke Shaw, who's England's fastest left back, to bomb forward against their guy. I think it's O'Donnell, who had a nightmare in the first game. So to be fair to Southgate, is he has kind of thought that he's kind of thought we're going to play attacking defensive in the same kind of mindset, which to be fair is a great great option. So and is this the team tonight? Is this that's yeah, the yeah. Team this tonight, is yeah. live. This is going to be a good chap. Should we do some score predictions? Score predictions. I'm going to say um, three nil to England. I think Harry Kane will score. I think Ford will score into the dentist's chair. And I'm going to go for Raheem Sterling oh. as well because I think Sterling's hit form at the right yeah. time. Right. Yeah. 3 0. Robin? Oh, man. See, the, in, the Englishman inside of me wants to say we're going to bat the hell out of them. 4 0, 5 0. I think Scotland might get tired. I think might get lazy between 60 and 80 minutes. I think we'll they're not going to get lazy, they're going to get no, tired. No, I just think they'll just get lethargic. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lazy is a different thing, though. You've got to, they're ah, not yeah, going yeah, to leave anything. I've used a different word to complete that out there. 4-0 England. 4-0. See, <laughs> I, I've got a bet on 5-0. But again, <laughs> um, what I, I'm going to go for a Euro 96 <laughs> repeat of 2-0. So let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's mirror it right up. So big centre-forward, number nine. Kane's going to score the first one and then Foden's going to score. Foden's Gaza. Not 2-0. Two 2-0 two England. I reckon 5-0. Well, five I don't nil. reckon 5-0. I've got a bet on 5-0. I five think 3-0 England. <laughs> I'm, three four, nil. I'm saying 4-0 yeah. because I'll, I'll run out of steam. It's, uh, yeah. it's currently half 7, 30 minutes to kick off. Uh, if any of these are spot on, I guarantee we haven't yeah. fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's actually 7.33pm. Um, Carl, I want to bring this point to you. Uh, Calvin Phillips... Um, we spoke about this in our last podcast, and I, I didn't see the fascination around him. Like I, I didn't see like, why I was didn't in there. see it, and now I see it. Yeah. So uh, now I see exactly it. the question I want to bring to you. Um, what did you think of him against uh, Croatia? I think the best compliment you can give Calvin Phillips is we don't need Henderson back. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm a big fan of Henderson, and um, I've always said people who don't read Henderson don't understand football in any way, shape, or form. But the fact that I'm actually not even worried if Henderson doesn't play for the rest of the tournament. Obviously, on a personal level, I'm sure he, he would love to get on and play. And I'd, I'd love to see him get on and play. But I, I don't think he's going to get into the starting lineup. It, it'd be great to bring him on at the end of the games to shoot things up if, um, if there's any injuries or any, anyone tiring. But yeah, Phillips just, um, just 
It's um, he's one of them players who just he's just he knows what he's going to do. He, he, I mean, he basically won the game. So, what do you think of that midfield pairing of him and Declan Rice? Love it. I, I, I love footballers who aren't bothered about getting forward because the best type of football can't take. It's just like a footballer who gets pleasure from just taking the ball off the opposition and passing it and going, yeah, that's my job done. Somebody else can go and do something now. They're both very unknown holding players, don't they, really? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're who, the unknown heroes. No holding players. In oh, football. I thought you were on about Kante. I, thought you were on I mean, we all no. recognise Kante should <laughs> win. Kante is one of the best players in the world. Like. But you look, there's lots of players like Gareth Barry, you know, he was such a player. Mm. Like, people don't realise how good he was. Klaus Makaleli. Nick Hatmel. SEN. <laughs> well, I mean, check to your day. We're talking there. We're talking different levels, but mm-hmm. that, that Lee Catmull wasn't actually off the ball. It, obviously, the level he was playing at, absolutely superb what he did. Um, if he'd been a yard faster, he probably would have been a World Cup Pep winner. Guardiola. <laughs> Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Pep Guardiola was it absolutely, he was the king of doing that, but as what I've got a question for him, he's actually with Calvin Phillips, 25 years old. Future England captain, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say physicality comes into it, and it, you know, if you knock people around and you, you, know, and you can tell people right what to do, I would say Calvin Phillips has a shout. Yeah, I thought he was immense on Sunday, and this is coming from someone who's a huge Jordan. Two, four, six years time. Yeah, I mean, he's, like you say, he's 25 now. He's he's probably also got a massive move in him as well. Yeah. What from Leeds? Yeah. There's no, no bigger team than Leeds in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Newcastle, yeah. thank you. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the Chelsea or Arsenal or you know Spurs. Sunderland. There's probably six oh, teams no. who maybe not Sunderland. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, give yeah. a few years. Yeah. But no, he was he was fantastic. I mean, to he be was. fair, he's with, the best player on the on the pitch in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, to be fair, with probably that, will be tonight. You know, we'll see. Another it's compliment you can give him is you, you love him despite his haircut. You want to hate him. When you look at that <laughs> hair. His hair. Yeah, you um, want to hate him, but you can't. Him it's against Gilmore tonight are huge. Yeah. Like Gilmore, who does, you know, he's the attacking, yeah. the flair in he's the Scotland good side. Few years behind against Calvin Phillips. The good thing about Calvin Phillips is coming like he's untarnished, he's fresh, he's new, he's raw. He's like, yeah. But care. that's the he same with players like Jude Bellingham and Bakayo That's, it, that's Saka, why I think this team like, will do well. We'll probably. In my opinion, probably get the semi-finals. Maybe speak Portugal in the um, last sixteen. Get through. You know, we'll see. You know that I think we're going to play Portugal. I do. I don't think we're going to play Germany. I don't think Germany's got it. Probably go through as the third best, like we were saying before. So yeah, I think Black Group France. I think Portugal. France will France will beat. I think France will be top of that, but we're not going to play that. So we're going to see. So I you think? We'll, I think we'll beat Portugal if we beat this team tonight. Scotland. I forgot. I even, <laughs> no, I even forgot the name. You know, that's how. It's you know, skull. So you think we're going to beat Scotland tonight? Play uh, Scotland in the last sixteen. Go through the quarters. I don't know who it is in the quarters. We might get. I think it gets a bit easier after the last sixteen. We've got yeah. a hard last sixteen. But I, I think, think we're going to play Portugal, Germany, or France. Yeah, and then France. it gets a bit easier. After France are better. I'm saying that like I think Portugal are very strong. I think Italy are very strong, but we're not going to play the Italians until later on. I'd rather play Germany than Portugal. I think well, I'd rather play Germany <laughs> than Portugal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think France will won't touch until later on if we there do was, get through. There was massive you know, belief gone in Euro '96. Right. Football's coming home. That's where it all started. And the thing is, we we didn't we lost on the semi final. You know, we would have beat the Czech Republic in the final, hundred percent home tournament. Mm-hmm. The thing is, gotta remember this is almost a home tournament for England. We're pretty much going to be Wembley. This is it. I know there's talk that he might get moved away because their quarantination and stuff like that. But if it stays as planned, 
This is we, we, play the, we play the final in Wembley. Yeah, yeah, semi -fi apart from the quarterfinals, oh, semi-finals and finals are all yeah, Wembley. The, the most games oh, played Wembley. What's, what's the, where we played tonight? Wembley. Wembley, Wembley. England played. Quarterfinals won't be in Wembley. Where's the Czech game on? Is there anyone Okay, oh, to you, is there, is there anyone the Italians the, the Italians are very strong very strong but they're beatable because we saw that yesterday they have not seen um, in 10 games uh, still after, there's, there's gaps there's they're in gaps. form like you know, in form. the Portuguese again very strong team I think them's the France against France Germany I wasn't ones. They are good. They are they good. Have Germany. But Germany, like, I, I don't know about They weren't out of second gear against Germany. The Germans were in, like a relatively new team, aren't they? You know, they rebooted a couple of years ago, you know, in my opinion, anyway. Oh, they'll, they'll win the World Cup in the next decade, too. I, I would like to see Italy get pressed against not yeah. just teams who were, like, happy to let them press. Do you think Italy, um, I don't think, uh, England could beat Italy. England can um, be a good team as yeah, well. Yeah, I think England yeah. will have a very a good attack against an age and Italy defence. We need defense. to come up against a good yeah. team. That's um, it, does, I, uh, I think England can beat Italy, but... Does Benucci fancy Sterling running out? No, but imagine oh. Collini against Kane. You know, it's... it's oh. You put England's attack... It'll be attack against attack. There'll be loads of good... Oh. It's whoever's got the best defence. Get, get Sancho and Bellingham yeah. as well. Do we do, need, we that, we yeah. do need to play a good team. We've got no offence to the Scottish. I've got a lot of family in Scotland, but... We're better than Scotland. We're Don't worry, they're, they're coming. Yeah. The good teams are you coming. Know. We'll get there. <laughs> we played well against the Croatians, who were an alright team. You right. know, and we so never normally we'll have looked generally you against know, the Croatians. They beat us three years ago, whatever. But they, they were punching. We need, to, we need to see man on man a good team. We need, a, we we need, we need a physical, we need a proper Italian, physical game. Germany, yeah. Well, we need a French team. Keep winning games, they come, don't they? We need a proper physical game, is what we need. I'm saying 4 0. Against Scotland. No, I said five for me bet. For the sake of me bet. Two nil Kane and Foden. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there but you know, we're uh, we're T minus twenty minutes away from kickoff. Um probably go offside then. Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, we probably should. I mean, we're so uh, bombs in, even though he's quit uh, <laughs> international football, thank you, Jamie. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean it's our first podcast on tour. It's nice to have Carl and Robin. Thank you. Um, on the pod, you know, like we, we always find this podcast is literally just general football banter. There's going to be no editing towards this podcast. Um, so I actually went for a BR. If it sounds crap, it sounds crap. I apologise to our listeners, but um, so, uh, it's, this podcast is sponsored by WKD and Jagermeister and the uh, Swedish uh, national yeah. trip. I would look at this. Propped up by Budweiser. <laughs> no, but it's uh, it's it's oh. nice to actually record a podcast actually in person. For once as well, <laughs> I've actually got Anne sitting right beside us. As two well meters away, two meters away. Yeah. Um, two meters away. Uh, yeah, thank you. We're, we're uh, not, but yeah, it is. <laughs> COVID regulation. COVID regulated podcast. Um, but yeah. Um, well, well, we're. Who's gonna, who's gonna win the Euros quick? France. Quick. England. <laughs> Go. Uh, Italy. I would say Italy. Italy, Italy, England. Ah, but France. I want England to win because of the I'm English. Come on. We all want England to win. We all want England. England. But, uh, ah! Really appreciate you joining us tonight, lads. Uh, all the best. <laughs>
Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.